welcome to Why, a podcast recorded here at the Print 3D Studios. A podcast where we answer the questions you didn't think to ask or were too lazy to Google. I'm Laser Elric. I'm Matthew Slaza. And I'm Keon Buzar. How are my friends today? You know, we had some fun recording some videos today. Yeah. Did we? So that News was fun. to me. Uh, we shot some stuff for uh, a super cool company. Uh, that yeah. makes things. I, I I am really honored that Coke would finally, you know, get us so that we could make Seriously, a commercial we, they, for them. Did you know that those bears are actually, the polar bears are actually real? Yeah. It's yeah. all rotoscope. God. Like they film the polar bears and then they draw over it. You know what? They smell so much worse than they look. Matt, are you actually? I'm genuinely shocked. Are you for real? No, it's yeah. not for real. Let there me, are no polar bears left. I Jesus just, Christ. I didn't think we were wholesome enough. No, to like, polar bears. I didn't think we were wholesome enough to make it into a Coke commercial. You know, they got <laughs> those fucking vending machines you can hug and shit. Wait, what? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. That's that, was very a, that, was, that was a commercial that you could, like, uh, hug a vending machine or give you a Coke. You know, propaganda. Yeah, well, that's Skinner Box yeah. technology. They wanted, quote, unquote, peace. Disgusting. Honestly, their marketing's yeah. genius. I oh, absolutely. It. I'm talking about it right now. Now I'm advertising through them to <laughs> our three <laughs> listeners. Honestly, it's better than some of the Pepsi stuff. I mean, Pepsi's not terrible. Did you I say mean, to our three million listeners? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Three the million Coke audience. Whole we only have three million, million. listeners? Da, 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 da. How are you guys doing? I'm the only one who answered. Well, I mean, you're the only one who matters, Matt. That's true. I anyway, love you. So getting into our topic. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine, Matt. I'm fine yeah. because I matter too, you know? I'm gonna take the moment. Um, but you I'm, don't. I'm, I'm, so I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad, ladies. Yeah, uh, I've been. Uh, I'm not. I think I said this in the last episode, but I'm still playing good, Kingdom Hearts. So my life's a real fucking good time. Well, it's funny. You've been playing Kingdom Hearts. We were all talking about a little bit of role playing stuff uh, that oh, yeah. we were doing recently, and I think that's a pretty good segue into yeah. the topic, which is nerds. Only nerds make <laughs> podcasts. I mean, this yeah. episode is brought to you by nerds. So, Only nerds remember had... when that candy existed? It's God. still, it's still work. Nerds so, rope is the best. Let's jump right in. We're going to be asking one a why question each. The others will guess the answers, and then we'll let you know why. So this week's topic is nostalgia, 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 nest. I'm going to let you just run your nest, nest, Nostradamus. It's pronounced Nostradamus. Fuck. It's so nostalgia. This week's, <laughs> week's topic is nostalgia. Should we just do Nos- Nostradamus one week? Yeah, we can come up with so many things about Nostradamus. Matt. Like how he's a nose and how there's Damus, you know? Matt, Keon. Don't forget the trub. We'll each take a part of his name. Who'd like to go Actually, first? Actually, it's not terrible. I can like... go first if you want. Oh, why yeah. don't you? Go for it, Matt. All right. So uh, as you guys probably know uh, at this point, I tend to go for the more uh, academic how would I say swerve on these topics? <laughs> Good. Let's all let's all fall into our sort of our roles here. You know, let's all be the let's, same. Honestly, I felt like we've had too much depth before this. I think we should really <laughs> boil ourselves down to something. Thank God you're bringing us down into little tiny pieces. Thank you. Yeah, like nerds. <laughs> They're so small. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a nerd. I'm upset because my joke Very was good. funny and then you brought it back and it was funnier. Anyway, You're welcome. so uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a brief definition of what nostalgia is oh, and cool. how people uh, kind of connect it with some other things. Mm-hmm. So the Oxford Dictionary, otherwise known <sighs> as the dictionary that everyone quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuck Merriam-Webster. Eat a <laughs> I thought dick. you were just going to be like, Webster's Dictionary defines nostalgia as... <laughs> Oxford yeah, but... Dictionary describes Merriam-Webster Dictionary as a little bitch. <laughs> as, as Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> literally, literally as the name. It's just like <laughs> Webster's Dictionary, also known as Webster's like, Dictionary. It's like a Scooby-Doo ex- episode. It's like, let's see who Webster's Dictionary really is. And it's Merriam-Webster. Oh, my, oh my God. God. 
I like that we both said the same thing with very different tones. Anyway, so nostalgia is defined as a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past. Oh, fuck. That's what it's supposed to be on? Did you oh, do Nostradamus? No. Oh, no. Oh, Nostradamus. Oh, it's not the podcast I have research to do. This week's only just going to be me, like, sighing very heavily into the mic. Like, yeah, every and everyone's going to love it. I'm glad. It's good. It's good ASMR. <laughs> we should both do sighs at the same time every hey, time Mazer says, oh, no. Oh, no. It's good to know what nostalgia is. <laughs> I, I like no. knowing what nostalgia is. I already read the definition yeah, piece of shit. I, that's, I know. I um, just said I like knowing what it oh, is. Oh, good. Okay. So, yeah. Sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past is what nostalgia is. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you, why mm. do we feel nostalgia? Since mm. that's the whole structure of the show. After well, you, laser. Well, you see, uh, when a mommy brain <laughs> and a daddy brain make my brain, my brain, long, my, my brain longs for the time it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. And then I take medication and I'm okay. What was I talking about? Nostradamus. You said oh, yeah, something Nostradamus. about doms, something about VDSM. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, n- 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 can't fucking nostalgia. You're right. So, hey, Keon, please tell us why sure. nostalgia does I a actu- thing. I actually wrote a, a script for a small short film, and it was on nostalgia a little bit. It was about like going back. And uh, I don't know if this was actually, I'm pretty sure this is correct, but I looked up the kind of, uh, what was the origin of words? What's it called again? Um, etymology etymology the oh etymology of uh, nostalgia and that like it technically means trying to return like trying to return to a home that doesn't exist which Actually, is like the most poetic thing oh ever God. etymology uh it. refers to because i was going to bring it up in my segment since i'm boiling myself down to the guy who likes to talk about etymology um it comes from johannes hofer like coined that. the term in his 1688 medical dissertation from the greek nostos or homecoming and algos or pain yeah, so like you're yeah, the, you're trying to homecome to something that like a painful homecoming because it doesn't exist anymore. It's you know you've moved past in life, and so it doesn't exist. Uh, considering that is like you're you're beyond it. Um, at the same time, uh, n- nostalgia is actually just a way for um corporate shills to capitalize on your childhood. Like, have you ever had the feeling like you were Damn. home and you thought <laughs> like you're home and you think I want to go home. Oh my God, so many times. That was like the first time I think I ever felt like really painful nostalgia. I was in my house and thinking, I want to go home. No, wait, really? Oh yeah. my God, that hurt to that? hear. No. So this I'm a happy person. Literally yesterday, this is like <laughs> seeing behind the veil. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, like I wish I felt home anywhere. Oh. <laughs> like I used to have like a home feeling around places. Um, ladies this and gentlemen, really we're going to cancel today's Why podcast and just go into a deep dive <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the mental. We're going to go get. But no, that's Jesus. actually a really good transition into the idea of what nostalgia creates, which is you—you you never will. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not entirely. You're not wrong at all. Literally part of the, um, so home, a lot of people uh, say that uh, homesickness and nostalgia are the same, uh, and they're not. They're separate things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the difference being that. Homesickness, while similar in terms of like general feeling, it's different because homesickness is supposed to be like really sad and distressing. Mm-hmm. And in theory, uh, nostalgia is supposed to be like a reminder of something nice, right? It has the painful tinge, but it reminds you of something nice. Okay. And so the idea is that like homesickness makes you distressed until you fix the problem. Nostalgia is like, man, I wish I could fix this problem. Okay. But it's nice that I didn't used to have this problem. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. It's like, Oh, I used to be happy. Those were great oh my days. God. Like, like nostalgia, like where I was. Not like I'm not happy. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying, okay, like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, you're like, oh man, like I just left camp. I miss camp. Or like I remember uh, when I used to be a kid. Like nostalgia for those things. And so we kind of process it. 
that way. Mm. But so uh, a major thing of that is that we have some sort of nostalgia tr- trigger. Mm, okay. So what are some nostalgia triggers? Uh, smell. Very good. Taste. Touch. Hearing. Sight. Um, um, seeing ghosts. That was the five senses. Right? <laughs> that was the six senses, seeing ghosts. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bruce <you> Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis always gives me nostalgia, let me tell you. Every time I see Bruce Willis, I go, M. Night Shyamalan used to direct good movies? Holy you, crap. You go to, you yeah, go to Bruce Willis like and do that. a weird ac- accent about M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, Matt talks Don't tell like me that, how and we're all, we're all really trying to figure out how racist he is. <laughs> like, we're like, it's like... Obviously, it's a little racist. But it's how not racist that racist because it? it's not even a specific accent. It's exactly, like, <laughs> it's just racist in general. On a scale of one to oh no, what what, what is it? <laughs> a scale of one to not being allowed on iTunes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's good. That's a better scale than my scale. I said. Yeah. What what else do you have to add about nostalgia? Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, so the the idea is that we have all these triggers. So you guys did a very good job of explaining what triggers there are, right? Yeah, senses. But it's also um, it's obviously specific senses from specific things. But the thing is, like, it's usually event related or place related. Mm-hmm. getting down to it right so mm-hmm. it's like you will smell a plate a thing like you might smell a food and that might you know make it happen but that will remind you of a place or an event that you were at mm-hmm. oh. right so like let's say you're at a wedding and then you kind of get nostalgic for your wedding for mm-hmm. example Something yeah like my that. wedding totally mm-hmm. you know we're yeah, all my married wedding. Here. Yeah. yeah yes to each other yeah yeah, this yeah. is our uh, our poly, very, very gay. No, it's just a harem. Podcast. It's just a harem. It's okay. I it's take you guys with there. me, so you're poly pocket. Poly in I his hate pocket. You. <laughs> you ever used to chew on the clothes? What are you doing? They time? were the little rubber clothes that poly pocket was in. They were so chewy. We were all kids once. Eat a cock. <laughs> are you nostalgic to eat Polly Pockets clothes you know, again? I'm, I'm nostalgic I, to when they were in my life, not necessarily say, chewing on the clothes. You said we were all children once. Not a long pause, and then eat a cock. I mean, that's that's what naturally would come. I just that. don't yeah. like that I was forced to think of myself being a child, and, <laughs> and then told. Okay, so moving you're the on, one who made that association. Moving on. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so here's the thing. Um, as we've kind of talked about a little bit, our recollections with nostalgia aren't accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We often unconsciously edit out the bad stuff events mm-hmm. right we kind of go oh man i used to love when like my grandmother would cook me this thing or when my mother would cook me this thing at this point in my time when i was all carefree and all these things but then you remember if you do remember if you mm-hmm. process it and take yeah. a step back man that was a bad year actually that was really oh t- yeah that's when yeah, i cut my weird. finger off with the paring knife <laughs> by accident god why do i only remember that goddamn yeah. apple pie that was the same evening exactly <laughs> and so the idea is the way that we process nostalgia right we mm. go why do we feel nostalgia? Well, we have the trigger, right? Mm-hmm. That causes yeah. us. Psychologically, we connect it to a memory. Mm-hmm. That memory is adapted to fit the nostalgic feeling we have or the mm-hmm. frame in which we're looking at it. And then if we get to this step, we cognitively reframe it with logic and remembering the parts of the memory we forgot. Or if we don't get to that step, we really appreciate the nostalgic feeling and mm-hmm. either go to joy at remembering the memory and trying to ca- recapture and relive in the moment or sadness at the thought that we'll never get that again. So would you say nostalgia is kind of like a counterpoint to trauma? Hmm. Because trauma Hmm. is often associated and linked to different triggers in a way, like sensory things, you know, hearing a similar sound, a traumatic event, smelling the things you smelled. But it, of course, evokes 
bad feelings, very bad feelings. You know, I made a very bad, it's not funny joke where I was talking about losing a finger with a paring knife the same night your your sweet, sweet mama made uh, apple pie. And obviously now the smell of apple pie could create oh. painful memories through the form of reliving okay. trauma. That is true. Um, I'd actually say that I wouldn't say it's the opposite. It's actually... I said counterpoint. Count... <laughs> okay. Um, they're both points. They're just on a different <laughs> counter. I don't fucking... That's know. funnier. So let's stick with why, that. Why, why um, am I making a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's a good point that like trauma, I, guess, I think they kind of go hand in hand. Like yeah. they're, they, it's a, like it's they're the two the, sides the of the same part. coin. Yeah. yeah. Like, two sides like, of the same like a counter point. The trigger is totally same. not what two no, sides no, of the same listen, coin uh, means. One second. I'm the etymology guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, did you want to go next laser? Or do you want me to take the wheel? Well, I, Matt, I mean, I'm done? not done yet. Yeah. Can you be done so I can? Oh, well, maybe we should let him finish talking. I'm sorry. It's been, it's been. It's been 48 minutes. Is that too long? Jeez. <laughs> a little bit. By the way, we cut this down a lot from he, he went on. Oh, it was yeah. Six God. hours easily. Seriously. Stuff. I know everything. I just now. love hearing myself talk about nostalgia. Oh, don't worry. We, we know this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, please go on, please. So um, counterpoint is like contrast. I mean, it's like, you know, and that's not what two sides of the same coin means. Go on. Well, I, I think actually, though, after hearing the definition, hear me out. I actually think I agree more with him using the word now that I know Well, yeah, the it's an argument idea or theme used to create a contrast with the main element. Like yeah, tails idea... contrast with heads. Yeah. No, Wait. I don't I don't think that part's accurate. I'm saying the actual usage of the word for trauma and nostalgia makes sense because it contrasts within the same sphere. The idea that mm -hmm. you get the trigger, but then it either triggers a trauma reaction or a nostalgia reaction. It's either positive or negative related to a particular event. Like it's negative nostalgia is trauma. If you because you're remembering when times were worse, when times were severe, when things were bad, and you try not to remember yeah. the bad parts actually. Yeah. So okay. much so that when a trigger happens... Thank you, Matt. Okay. If you have any feelings or questions, ideas about this particular topic, uh, this particular thing, you can message us at whyapodcast at gmail or tweet us at at whyapodcast. And you can use the hashtag fuck Matt or fuck Keon or fuck laser. And we probably won't remember what you're talking about because we're going to release this in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm probably going to be sitting just like in my bedroom looking at my phone and just start crying and be like, why? Why is all these notifications? We, also, these uh, we also have an Instagram at uh, whyapodcast. So they just start posting <laughs> just pictures that say like fuck Hash all of us yeah. yeah that'd be really fun just, just use tag all us three. <laughs> just tag we'll us and everything we'll, we'll laugh really hard um but yeah feel free to like he said email us or follow us on social media We're, we have an account on all of them if you look it up you'll be like wow they have people that may be following them someday and uh and you'll feel good you'll be like "Ooh, i'm supporting this this poor man this and, poor group and hey by the way if we have 50 <laughs> episodes past this one if you're like re-listening old episodes please feel free to keep you know messaging out hashtag fuck keon fuck honestly laser, fuck Matt. i think if you start listening and there's 100 episodes and you're on one and and like you hear this at episode three or four it'd be amazing if you threw that hashtag back out and make us feel better yeah. no, god, I, god i hope we get better no i'm waiting for us in 50 episodes to be like applying for a job and be like um excuse me we googled your name and this is all that came up and you're like i got a mortgage i can't why, what is happening why did past me it's say just that a first name why you, actually you're probably more you guys are screwed than me because matt's oh, yeah. matt will just show up anyway it's like actually that'd be upsetting it's just like why is fuck matt trending on twitter like all the mats are just like Please and that stop. brings us all the way around to nostalgia for the time before you weren't associated with fuck laser and fuck Keon. damn remember when we were nobodies that they was said slick remember All episode right. one yeah fuck the rest of my stuff let's skip the topic i'll just do a quick wrap around since we've gone so long <laughs> okay um so the the thing is uh it's 
it's not a disorder also like uh even if it's severe nostalgia if you're anxious and anxiety is rough for you and you have loneliness nostalgia actually tends to happen a lot more and that what is what leads people to believe that it's a disorder but actually it's just a symptom of other things if you have severe nostalgia yeah Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting because they haven't been able to figure out other than the fact that your feelings and things work a specific way in your brain like the hippocampus and all the connections through there and stuff like that but yeah they haven't been been able to figure out a true way of how the brain processes nostalgia yet, mm-hmm. at least not in depth. And so they're really they're looking into that. But th- that's the funny part to me is like it's it's a symptom. It happens. It's a thing we feel. Mm-hmm. But even like just like the business people capitalize on it and can't quite figure out how it works. Mm-hmm. Neither can the scientists. Dang. So why do we feel nostalgia? Well, we'll find out one day. Oh geez. Oh shit. Well, laser. If you don't mind, I'd I like to it. my topic kind of like. Uh, uh, fits right into the end of Laser that. Laser said he'd go last. Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. You know, that, oh, let's God. pull behind the curtain. Let's just pull back the curtain, show them the entire set. How he said it. He said it on mic. Yeah, we wouldn't have to if you'd listen. You could, you could just say, no, Keon, <laughs> go ahead. You don't need to make me look like the asshole. I mean, okay, like, you don't that's need to the do one that. who brought up that no, you were the asshole. No, I know. I said, well, you don't need to make me look like the asshole, both of you, because well, uh, you all know, the time I just feel like uh, you guys hate me. And so, I'm fine with it. I don't mind. Like, I just want everyone gonna to hate. know that I love my fellow two podcast members. They're both one, they're all wonderful people. If you, yeah. guys, if you guys want to tell me, just, just email me specifically. <laughs> just to let me know if Keon's being a dick or not. Thanks, if guys. you want to hear more like what Matt just did, follow me on my new ASMR podcast. Also, just so you know, my phone cord is uh, really fucked up and I just shocked myself. So, Did you really just shock yeah, yourself? Okay. Oh, no. Alive. Are you oh. okay, Matt? <laughs> I feel nostalgic for before I shocked myself, but otherwise well, I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know what, Matt? That was a dangerous thing you did. And you know my topic is why... Is nostalgia dangerous? Dude, what a transition. Mm, I'm proud wow. of you. Damn, wow. Look at that. It's oh, like, wait, it's like I was there no, and don't. now I'm here. <laughs> um, so why is nostalgia dangerous? <laughs> you see, um, nostalgia... It um, took me a minute to process Every that. time... Yeah. Go on, laser. Every time I, uh, I feel nostalgia, I get really horny. So like I'm in public and it's like... I see like a uh, uh, broken down Tamagotchi thrown onto the street and I'm like, oh no, now I've got a raging boner. It's pretty dangerous. How about you, Matt? I think he covered it. <laughs> I wish you could see Keon's face right now. I just, I, I don't I, I want to be friends with both of you. And then like, I, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm a little excited about this topic. I have, I, I know a little bit about it. And I'm excited. And then just, I didn't, I got to tell you, I don't know how laser said those words. I don't know how a brain, <laughs> how a brain thought that other than laser does that to me all the time. He surprises me. The joke but is, I, I will be a little joke. more serious. Um, I will say, don't think. Um, the, the reason nostalgia is dangerous is for multiple reasons. And we talked about it a little bit, but the thing is that the nostalgia creates this idea that there's a world that is perfect that exists. And if I could only just get to it, it'd be great, but it mm-hmm. doesn't exist for me because that was what I either used to feel or what I may feel in the future, or it's unattainable because someone else had it. Yeah. And the yeah. problem with that being is that that's dangerous because then you're always feeling like you could have more instead of ever appreciating where you're at. And we've seen that a lot, especially in like media and things like that. And the idea is they're taking advantage of the thing is like, let me transport you back. I know you can't go back to the 80s or I know you can't go back to the 60s or I know mm-hmm. you can't go back to the 90s. Yeah. But let me transport you back to there just for a little bit so you can feel like you like you used to feel like you used to be happy. 
Yeah, well, do you remember that? Pay ten dollars. Just pay ten. It's fine. That's no, a good. That's a good answer, Matt. But I think I was closer. <laughs> Keon, so I when really you, appreciate your tone for that. I'm sorry. So when you feel nostalgia, you get horny. I'm sorry too. And so when you're getting horny, you're around a bunch of. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes. I'm so I'm yes! so upset that you validated <laughs> yeah! him. After no. you were so upset, you validated him. You're training him poorly. <laughs> no, monster. Matt. Matt hit the nail on the head. He's an and untrained dog. The biggest, uh, the biggest thing about nostalgia is that it is a universal feeling. Literally, everybody feels it in one Even way or God. another. Yeah, like Even Disney, God. Disney can't use it. Mm-hmm. Disney can't. It's a universal feeling. <laughs> All right, <sighs> it is not. It is not Disney. It is not. Well, Fox You're bought. You're son of a bitch for Disney making me laugh Fox. at that. You're oh, okay. son of a bitch. So Disney could maybe use Fox's nostalgia, but That's Disney fair. can't use it. You yeah, are just, son of a bitch for making me laugh at that. It's only a Universal Studios. Um, the, so the thing about it is I'm that sorry. it is, everybody feels it. And so like Matt was saying, it's very easily manipulatable because then you mm-hmm. go from right now, the thing about adulthood in general for everybody is that you get stresses from a lot of different things. And it's, if I know everybody gets like into a place where you're like, oh, okay, I'm kind of stressed out. I just want to relax. I just want to enjoy mm-hmm. myself. And the only time in your life that you could just relax and enjoy yourself a lot of the time or the majority of the time was when you were younger. And so a lot of people want to get back to that way in one way or another. And Mm -hmm. so that can be good when it comes to like, oh, I want to recapture my youth, I'll play a video game. Or I'll enjoy some things that I did. It can be bad when it gets close to uh, other things like, well, when I was younger, I didn't have to think about oh, this person wants to use these pronouns or mm. these people that used to not have rights want rights. And that's the problem. It, yeah. It's really messed up because no, it that's... goes from, okay, cool. I, instead of having to you like work now to feel, to be different, I can regress in my brain using the, like the power of nostalgia and mm. try to regress and not have to deal with modern problems and be like, man, there was a better time when, and then a bunch of racist stuff. Oh, and yeah. so, and I'm not trying to, uh, make that like connection to any sort of, uh, party or anything like that when it comes to any mm-hmm. sort of politics, but, but I will I'd no. like to talk about, <laughs> no, it's not the, and if I can hop on, uh, yeah. just real fast, it's, I would say it's not even like definitely examples of racism. Yeah. But I'd say it's not even strictly like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's strictly more so the things used to be better or things could be better and they were better mm-hmm. or and greater or greater. You said you weren't going to do it. And, uh, and, and that's, and that's dangerous. So the mm-hmm. idea being that like people will associate only the positive things with the way things used to be. And that tends to cause either, Things will never be that way. Give up. Stop mm-hmm. being adult, right? For example, mm-hmm. not even necessarily being like the, the race thing or the things like that, but more going, man, when I used to not make decisions or not do things or yeah, not be productive, yeah. things were great. So then you regress. Yep. And I, you think that if you do that, things will be better. Or like when I used to not think about my decisions, when I used to not work harder, when I used to not do these things, when I used to play video games, when I used to waste my time, when I used to not. Yeah, and then exactly. all of a sudden you're like, man, yeah. now I'm in a worse situation. And that mm-hmm. tends to lead to what you're talking about where you go, yeah. things used to be so much better, more extremely. And yeah. then you go to the point where things were better when other people mm-hmm. I, made my life. I have a really quick story, and this might paint me in a bad light. It will. Great. Okay. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see the marching wait, bands. Wait, hold on. Um, um, did he, he tell said, you something important when he took you there? Well, yeah. He told me, son, when you grow up, I want, will you I really <laughs> wanted to hear you do that all deadpan. I was so excited to like well, listen yeah, intently. Well, didn't interrupt me. You know? I, really? I was trying yeah. to help. You were, you were racing through it. Carry on! Okay! 
my cut ears. that audio out, actually. No, we can't. <laughs> so burned. Just, yeah, no, that... I, it's well, too late. It's I'm, too late. Listen, I'm, I was a singer. I got these lungs. Well, looping back around and trying to pivot against uh, what we were talking about, which is a little hot topic. Um, something <laughs> Hot topic. Wow. Well, oh, my God. Nostalgia for a hot topic. Literally, it used it to like, be so cool. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, never mind. But they the thing about... They capitalize on nostalgia now. No, but Almost that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all their stuff is uh, yeah, bands I'm, that don't even exist anymore half the time. 90s, yeah. And then the ones that are modern are like still banking on that group of people. So yeah, it's exactly. Like, Unlike no. Spencer's, which markets off cheap sex toys. Which is honestly okay with me. Mm. Because you know what? Somebody needs to buy Spencer's stuff. Everyone needs I'm some pivoting. I'm pivoting the subject, but um, that uh, hot gonna... topic... Please stop. But uh, that hot... <laughs> That hot topic actually um, does bring up a good point, which is the hollowness of some stuff that is peddled using the power of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And so Mm. the power of nostalgia is the fact that there is so much rich uh, history in nostalgia. You already have the emotion. People don't need to build an emotion when you see something. So if I'm sitting in the movie theater and I look up on the screen and I see a dinosaur foot, I immediately jump to, oh my God, oh welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of thing. And so, and they play the music and whatever. It doesn't need to, and mm. I'm not saying that those the newer movies are mm. ungood. God, it's a dinosaur. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? But that's what I mean. See, right now. True. I haven't even seen the movie. Okay, Matt's crying. Please stop. Yeah. Matt, please. We're, we're adults here. We're adults. Yeah. I know you're trying to regress think, think using nostalgia. Think about the listener's experience. But Can I just tell you I'm literally tearing up thinking about my first time watching Jurassic Park as a child? That's, that's oh, exactly I what I mean. for my first time. So guess, guess what they don't need to do? They don't need to they create... Need to make the, anything good. And it doesn't mean that they're not, mm. but I'm saying they don't need to. That's the problem with That's like the problem. all the re- reboots that are coming out. Like, I, Is it bad that I was super excited that they made a Max Steel reboot? Yeah. Do you know what Max Steel is? That was a really bad that you were excited about that. No I'm sorry, one was but excited about I would no. As a kid, that was like my sa- that was the, my weekday mornings. That was on, and so seeing that there was a Max Steel reboot got me so excited, and it like I didn't even watch it. It and I'm not so going to watch bad. it because it is bad. Yeah. But that's the thing about it. That's the very very dangerous thing is that you get excited about something you don't even know what you're buying into. And that can be really, really bad when it comes to uh, manipulation of it. And I'm not saying that people are actively doing it, but there yeah, are no, ways are, where you're you could Companies be peddling. Are. Yeah, you could be peddling some sort yeah. of agenda and be like, "Hey, Pepperidge Farm remembers when all these things happened by our <laughs> cookies." You know. So that, I mean, yeah, that's a danger. I mean, the thing is, I love Jurassic Park. Right, I love it. Uh, I love the first one. I still love the second one, and third one, even though they're not good movies. I love making fun of them, but I still love them. You're a garbage person. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, and so my point being that when I watched <laughs> the when I watched Jurassic World, the fan service got me. It didn't matter what the movie was. Exactly. And because it'd been so long, like I think if they'd done it sooner, the bar would have yeah. been a little higher. They waited 15 years, yeah. and then they came back, and everyone was mm. just so enamored to be back in that park and exactly. to see all those things mm-hmm. and to see that he had created something and they went back to it. But you know what's incredible about that? Mm-hmm. You can rewatch those movies whenever you want. That's sure. the craziest thing. You can go back and live, like relive the actual moment. And I do. But ah, the problem it's with crazy the- that they made these new uh, portable uh, VHS DVD <laughs> things. Oh man, I, I'm getting a laser disc. Oh wait, I'm but- getting a phone call on my laser disc machine. Give me a minute. <laughs> yes, that's how <laughs> that's- technology works. <laughs> In oh the my world God. of industry. The city on the move. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. <laughs> Netflix is calling. Oh, wait. No, it's just playing on my laser disc player. 
<laughs> you have a laser disc that's just showing you of it. Like you hold up the disc and it has the movie playing on the no, disc. No, that's my character Jim who thinks that cell phones are still laser discs. Okay, perfect. You know, I, I might need to workshop the character. A little I'm bit. wow. I think <laughs> honestly, the Go concept of laser discs is flattering. It's pretty great. Oh, I hate you. God. <laughs> Hi, my name's Laser. But really quick, just to finish off that, is that you can't just recapture that magic by just rewatching the movie. You can sometimes, if you haven't seen the movie in a little while, but yeah. having that new thing happen creates a different feeling that taps into nostalgia in a different way. And the problem is it can still suck really bad. And it depends on the movie, but I mean, like, there are ways that they yeah. can really mess up an entire franchise with just a new thing. While the old movies still have their quality, but you can't recapture the feeling you felt when you first yeah. saw the Death Star blow up a planet. Or the first time you saw... Spoiler. Insert spoiler. 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 Insert spoiler. Oh. oh. Exactly. Uh, well, see, my thing is, like... The first I... time I saw Alex and Marty decide to stay in Madagascar. <laughs> 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 that... <laughs> Let me tell you. Can I tell you? Can Formative. I tell you? I don't think Laser's allowed to do his topic now, right? That was funnier than anything we'll say oh in his topic. God. It's not even that. It's just how much you bring up Madagascar and it completely like... <laughs> Listen, uh, sometimes you just got to decide what's going to be your thing. Just right out of left field. I really did. I love it. I mean, Jurassic Park will probably end up... I love Jurassic Park so much. I gotta, Can I just say, and here's my thing, because we're talking about nostalgia. We're going to shit on it a little because it is dangerous. And We've because been there's nothing a lot of but stuff. shitting on it. Um, oh, well, but we also dangerous? talked about how great it is. But the thing is, um, I... I gotta tell you, like, and yet I'm still the one who's, like, first in line. Like, I will go see the next Jurassic World movie. It looks amazing to me. Even though, as a filmmaker, I can look at the first one and go, uh, eh, yeah. where's the where's Plot. the movie? Yeah. Mm. You know, like, there's dinosaurs. There's pretty good acting. There's some characters. Mm -hmm. They exist. There's some jokes. Those mm -hmm. are good. Uh, there's some bad CGI. That. There's some good CGI. Uh, mostly bad. And uh, there's not enough animatronics. But the thing is, there's shots of the freaking island. There's Easter eggs. There's parts where you go, holy shit, I know that makes no sense, but oh my God, that's the old Jeep, and they started it. Like, oh, yeah. there's things that just make you, and like, I'm literally getting goosebumps. Like, just if you are a fan of that world, and they're back in mm. that world living their story, mm -hmm. and it's a part of the same story, mm -hmm. if they can capture that. And the thing is, I don't think they did a good job making the movie. But they did a very good job capturing that the world still existed. And yeah. that's the distinction, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think they made a movie necessarily. They just created a feeling very well. Yeah. Okay. And that's really what they needed. And they figured that out. So that's great. I mean, it saved them money. They didn't have to make a real movie. But um, they created the thing. So like now, and it made them so much money. But that's Man. the thing. It's so lucrative. It's and so that, dangerous and that, to that our is, wallets. Yeah, that's my final point yes. is the fact that. It, it's now okay let's appeal to something that already has an emotional value instead mm -hmm. of recreate instead of creating something new and people are still making new movies don't get me wrong but it's becoming less and less viable mm -hmm. because everybody yeah. needs these giant returns and you only get that from okay well i man i still feel so good watching i gotta say like i don't like some of the newer star wars movies that are coming out but right out of the theater like literally two weeks after watching the newer star wars movie i'm like that's not, that, those were okay. Like the new ones, as soon as mm -hmm. they come out, as soon as, if I'm in my butts in the seat, I literally like, I, I'm speechless. I'm so excited. Like I am trembling <laughs> with excitement. And so that's just the thing. And it's that's like, that's I a sure thing. When I watch so, Jurassic World. Exactly. And, so, and that's so, dangerous. And Laser. that's why Keon's question is over because <laughs> we are 30 minutes in now mm -hmm. and I don't know shit about Jurassic Park. I don't watch I don't a think. movie, Laser. I'll, I will, and it's Can not I tell be you something, Park. Laser? What's that? Yeah, man? you are. You are going to watch Jurassic Park. 
Hey guys. So um, I understand that we were tiptoeing around this whole dangerous <laughs> idea. We started talking about uh, movies or some shit uh, somehow. And um, oh, no. here's a real question. Why was the Swiss milking song Q Rayan, the playing of it, punishable by death? What the Q ran punishable by death? Is it because it was like the Quran? Wait, how is it spelled? It is spelled Q H U E hyphen R E Y E N. Yeah, is it because it's like spelled similar to the Quran? Is that why? I doubt that. What's the playing of the song? Oh, it's the playing playing of the song. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about. Is it because it made? Hold on, let's let's answer the question. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Is it because it made like? Like milk, like really, like made the cows like really excited and shit. Uh-huh. Like, and like the, the cows were like, "Oh man, remember when I was being milked last time?" And they get all nostalgic about it, and they're like, "Man, man, you better milk me, baby. You better milk me." Here, let like me... in Madagascar. Here, Keon. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, it's they, actually they from so Barnyard. Did... The movie yeah, they Barnyard. All, yeah. right. Are you um, insulting Madagascar? I'll fuck god. you up, man. How dare you? I'll fuck you up. And this is why nostalgia is dangerous, also, because you will fight your friends over bullshit. I'll you really fu- will. I'll fuck you up over Madagascar. <laughs> Like when you guys were saying shit about Jurassic World and Jurassic Park, I was like, I know logically you right. Like I knew you were right logically, yeah. but in my head I was like, this motherfucker. Wait, really? You were actually like him getting, him getting, getting okay. Getting if we talk about it? Jurassic Park one more fucking time, I'll quit this podcast. Okay, okay. Coming from so Madagascar, Jurassic man. Park. No, I just want laser gone. So Jurassic Park though. <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm genius. sorry. Okay, so the Swedish what milking song. Um, the Swedes like cheese. And if you listen to a milking a song, it probably doesn't. Okay, fine. Wisconsin's like cheese. <laughs> Wisconsin's like Swedes. Swedes like cheese. Cheese um, like beads. Beads, beads like, like D's. D's nuts. D's what? <laughs> D's nuts. Hey, got him. I'm sorry. My yes ending could only get me so you better far. Be, go be go on, Laser, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about when nostalgia was a disease. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I almost talked about that, so I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, me too. Because then I'd be <laughs> shit out of luck. So What a phrase, right? Nostalgia. We luck. talk about nostalgia today. It's like, hey, cartoons. Am I right? Cartoons. I, hey, then a phantom. Am I, I like right? it when hey. I, I didn't have to care for myself. Well, uh, back in a few hundred years ago, if someone was suffering from nostalgia, we could leech them, bully them, or even bury them alive. What? Those are some of the treatments proposed for nostalgia during the 17th to 19th centuries because it was considered a psychopathological disorder. How did you how did you diagnose nostalgia? Well, I the disease I literally so, looked at hmm? this uh-huh. and I was so so amazed and so I can't wait for our listeners to hear about it. Yeah, I can't wait to be able to tell them. Is there anything else you'd Me like too. to say, Matt? Yeah, that's first? my that's my favorite part of a movie when they're just like, "You're gonna love this part that's coming up next." Like the actors look at the camera and they say, "You're gonna love this." Though. Are you talking like, about seriously? Star Wars: Last Jedi? Yeah, when they when looked they did at the that camera, for like forty five minutes in the whole film, and then they finally did the thing. Yeah, they turn around. And they're just like, "No, you don't even get it." At the end, there's like this big battle. Like, no, seriously. And like Mark, the Mark Hamill was just was jumping up. Similar to paranoia. Can Except I tell you suffer? something? It would make a billion dollars Please even if the whole me. movie was that. Please Let laser kill do. Me. Oh, okay, Please. so laser in Jurassic Park. Please kill me. I don't give a fuck about movies. Please go on. Go laser. start a movie podcast. L- literally, laser, go ahead. It's totally fine. No, no, no. You're like, interrupt me. But if it's about fucking movies, I'll shit myself <laughs> right here. And then I'll take my. I don't I, want I to always wear, that I always wear a condom when I fuck movies. Because, you know, they're dirty. Fucking Can we please just please. So the disease was considered similar to paranoia, except instead of being uh, per- perceived persecution, it was manic with longing, and it was similar to melancholy, except it was specific to an object or place. Oh. So um, though uh, 
Joanna Sofer, as I talked about earlier in 1688, mm-hmm. named Nostalgia, and obviously existed prior to that. During the Thirty Year War, at least six soldiers were discharged from the Spanish army with El Mal de Corazon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heart sick. Nostalgia. Disease of heart. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the disease came to be associated with soldiers, particularly Swiss soldiers, who were reportedly so susceptible to nostalgia when they heard a particular Swiss milking song Is that, wow. the that its playing was punishable by death. I think it was like to remind them of when they might have been milking mm-hmm. in like their and childhood. They were so Aww, nostalgic, so sick really for home that they wouldn't fight. So oh, if you no. played it, it would fuck them up that so badly. so much. Yeah. See, and that's why it's dangerous. It's psychological warfare. Boom, we wrapped yeah, it around. Exactly. Thank you, Laser. Okay, so did you just, you didn't just mute me, did you? No, you're muting yourself. I swear to God, I, I saw his finger reach for the button. He said, thank you, Laser. I thought he was going to just shut me off <laughs> so um i mean it would have been funny but no i'm not that me <laughs> also disposed of nostalgia were children sent to the countryside to nurse uh young men between 20 and 30 and women who left home to be domestic servants autumn was a particular dangerous seasoning because the falling leaves reminded marching soldiers of their impermanence oh my god yeah really so um there was also um an outbreak there were outbreaks of fake nostalgia among soldiers who pretended to miss their friends and family to get out of fighting. Smart. That's really neat. How do you not just miss your friends and family? Like how well, I mean that, it's not that you didn't it's just a, it, it's you, easier you than deserting to you know? miss them more than you did. Mm. Like oh, okay. being more expressive on that to get out of it. But I mean honestly that's been a trend ever since then though in war. Like people miss their family and go crazy from missing what things used to be and that's mm. I mean that's just not to talk about war or anything like that. I'm just saying that's what part is of it good for, honestly? Absolutely. Increasing domestic manufacturing. Nothing. Wow. Ugh. Say it again. No. Original does um, not mean good. <laughs> so uh, in the 18th and 19th century, some doctors thought nostalgia came from a pathological bone. And search for it, couldn't find it. Wow, because it doesn't so fucking cool. exist. Oh my god, I yeah. love it so much. Like old hit, old medical stuff is just so funny to me. Let's talk about some of the symptoms of nostalgia. There's melancholy, loss of appetite, suicide. Whoa. But let's talk about some other symptoms that were placed under the term. Malnutrition, brain inflammation, fever, and cardiac arrests. Some of the early symptoms, according to Dr. Albert von Holler, hmm. were hearing voices and seeing ghosts of the people and places you missed. Can we, like, uh-huh. can we make this shit a little happier, please? What? No. Nah. <laughs> I think I think the why not's going to be a little happier. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get into, like, uh, fun um, happening. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us for like 35 minutes of sadness. Sadness, yeah. So, uh, like there nostalgia. Was, there and was danger. an army, uh, Russian army had a nostalgia outbreak in 1733 on its way to Germany. The general of that army told the troops that the first one to come down to the nostalgic virus would be buried alive. Oh my God. And Jesus actually Christ. made good on his threat a couple times. No way. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, it's crazy when you refer to it as a disease, like mm-hmm. thinking about it, like, that's, that's crazy because thinking of a psychological thing as a disease that like if you play this thing, you're exposing people to it. You know, if oh, you yeah. play the song, you're exposing people to this virus. That's crazy. You got to keep yourself in, in fighting shape, you know, serve your country. Yeah, you Some keep people thought nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, French doctor Jordan Lecointe, just to talk about someone actually, thought <laughs> nostalgic should be treated by inciting pain and terror. I mean that. What? Yeah, which uh, in the United States after the Civil War, the scare it out of them tactic was replaced with shame it out of them. Oh, my God. Nostalgia That's is terrible. bad and fuck you. So there were other... Uh, oh, I thought that was your transition to the <laughs> yeah, why not. No, there, were, <laughs> there were other cures like uh, leeches purging the stomach, uh, all, all sorts of stuff. Very fun stuff. But ultimately, advice on the treatment from French doctor Hippolyte Petit, I think, is the best advice of all, which is... Create new loves for the person suffering from love sickness. Find new joys to erase the domination of old. 
A lot of this research came from the article when nostalgia was disease disease by Julie Beck. Thank you. Uh, and instead of uh, and make new movies too, please. I, and and uh, so straight up. So here's our segment called Why Not, <laughs> where one of us chooses a why not question for us to debate. That is this. And hey, Keon. Yes, sir. It's your turn to ask us a why not. I'm very excited because guess what we're going to be talking about now, Laser? Why stop at Listen, Red Listen, I swear to fuck if it's movies. <laughs> you, I swear to God. You I'll gave walk. me the idea <sighs> at lunch. You gave it to me. I can so, pick something else, but it's going no, to be no, drastic. No. It's going what to be disastrous. Hey, hey, Keon, what's our why not? You just bumped the mic. Baby. Why not I felt bump it. the mic? No, why not? <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. Why not oh. the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, yeah. We I'll take the side that. of not. <laughs> Surprisingly I'm enough. Shocked. You just hate movies. Um, I'll say uh, on the why do so. $8 billion. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be in the middle. No, it's more than that. Uh, oh, also, yeah. it's way more than $8 billion. Um, yeah. I'll say this. Uh, the stories, while occasionally formulaic, and yes, almost always formulaic in a way, mm-hmm. do express different character types, different types of people. They're trying to get more diverse, I hope. Uh, that'll be great. And the thing is, like, the biggest plus to it is that nostalgia factor of seeing something that you've only read on a page and never thought would be mainstream be mainstream. So when Mm -hmm. you're a comic book fan or when you love the world of fantastical and all of a sudden you can actually see it, Mm-hmm. that's the plus so the the positives are you get to see something come to life you never thought you could and you get to kind of it, it, in my opinion if you fit into that demographic or if you fit into that group of people that like them there's nothing better that you could get than to see those characters alive and doing what they're doing seeing superheroes see those fights see that be reality in your world set in this world with a 500 million dollar budget no 250 uh it depends on the movie 250 fine <laughs> Anyway, no, keep but, yeah. arguing about it. Now, how about you, Laser? What what's your against? Okay, I I'll say I'll say before I say all this. First off, I like movies. Okay, I don't I don't go out of my way to like I don't watch. I don't go out of my way watch them all the time. Okay, I've got like shit to do. Yeah, like I, I'm more of a video game guy just because I'm very antsy and I prefer a more interactive medium. I love <sighs> movies. I want to be in movies. Okay, I like I I love acting. Fuck yeah, movies. But in particular, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one of the reasons why I feel like I don't go out and see movies a lot. Yeah. It just feels like it's always the big deal. It feels like that's always what people are going to see. Like, And I feel like it's taking away from a lot of other films. All of the films I've enjoyed watching have been like independent, their own storyline. Yes. You know, I like Swiss Army Man. You know, I liked Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, all these things that are their own separate thing. And it just, I, I feel like... It, and obviously they're still being made and obviously uh-huh. lots of good things are happening, but it seems like if it's not a Pixar film, if it's not a Marvel film, yeah. if it's not Disney, if it's not this, if it's not that, then no one goes to watch it. And yes, the shape of water, all these things are making a ton of money. I, I don't know. It's just, they're not yeah. though. Let's they're, talk about that. Right. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're wrong on that point. Whoa. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. No, no, negatively no, no, no. To him. I totally agree. I'm saying the problem is some of those movies that people think are making money that are like Oscar winners or Golden Globe mm. winners or all these things are like are mm-hmm. really important aren't always really they're really not like How Shape so? of Water made some money mm-hmm. but it was a passion project it was ambitious a yeah. lot of people loved it but honestly it never made that much in the box office exactly well, it wasn't budget even was wide released high. that's my point yeah so like when you look at those things like La La Land an exception in terms of its budget was pretty low for what it was mm-hmm. and it made so mm-hmm. much but that's that's the exception because even if you look at that year mm-hmm. if you look at the mm-hmm. other movies that were considered just as good didn't make that much even Moonlight which was considered objectively 
as a more original, better idea. Mm-hmm. Made less. Exceptionally yeah. less than La La Land and not that a, much profit. If you look at how much it cost, absolutely. how I'm, much its marketing budget was, it's hard A24 to market knows a what to do. <laughs> but that's my yeah, point. Exactly. So, right? so then when you look at that and then on the middle ground of the MCU to play the middle before Keon does, mm-hmm. um, that's part of the problem is the MCU budgets are so high, they have to yeah. make a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. They and, have to make 800 million. And like, honestly, just one more point about when I watch a Marvel film, it feels like they don't let themselves have serious moments. Oh, yeah. I could go, I'm sorry, I could go on and on. I, okay, I've watched Marvel movies. I have liked Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but I'm tired of them. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to segue from that into exactly my biggest problem with all of them is that they don't, do you know what bathos is? Have you heard of that term? Bathos? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that the uh, Greek bathing houses that they had in ancient Greece? You, you hit it on the head. So oh my God. Go to, can you believe he knew that? They play yeah, Marvel. So they play Marvel. They play Marvel movies in those bathhouses. Yeah, they play Marvel movies? Greece. They're owned by Disney. Hold on. Yeah, Marvel movies. <laughs> they play Marvel movies? The ancient Greek bathhouses play Marvel movies? Oh How good is they're that? They're made of marble. Yeah, that's actually like. That's so that's okay, I yes and it enough. Shut up. Now, <laughs> I'm kidding. I like but, the idea of an improv podcast where that's the name of it. I yes and it enough. Enough. <laughs> I think. But what I mean is the fact that uh, bathos. So, yeah, bathos is a term that a lot of people use for the feeling when a, a scene builds up to mm. a serious climax and then is let down by a joke that undercuts the seriousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is that is everything in these movies now. Mm-hmm. And if not that, then it, the, any serious moment is undercut by something. Like, I miss moments when it was like you're sitting there and you're just waiting for something epic to happen you're the music swelling and it does Mm -hmm. and you just sit there and enjoy it there was a moment in thor ragnarok where like the hulk is kind of like this just jerk not really doing much the entire time bruce banner comes back and he can't turn back in the hulk there's Mm -hmm. a part where he just turns to thor and he's like they're up in a chopper or something and they need to drop down on the rainbow bridge and he's like don't worry, I got this. He jumps down and just doesn't transform and then splats on the ground. And that's the entire moment. Mm-hmm. And then he falls off the rainbow bridge. I'm like, watching Thor jump down and fight whatever big wolf or whatever monster he was fighting, that would have been amazing. I would have been so happy. That is the entire... That is the, it's every serious moment in Marvel movies. It's so setting. I actually... I'm going to disagree with you on that moment. I thought that was great because that proved that he's human did it though yeah like i don't know i looked at it more like that way because like he's so like don't worry i got this and like the entire film the hulk is struggling it's the hulk struggle right to be the hulk or to be him to be hulk okay. or to be him can he let's control talk himself about, let's talk about and instead he Strange. falls okay. and literally struggles <laughs> and then and then no, he, no, 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 no 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 you can't you can't come to me and say this is the part where he struggles no everyone in the audience was laughing no one thought really? that no one thought that he like drops down and splats like a can bug on a windshield something? can i tell you something in my theater tears Tears, right? I, I like that okay. you're laughing. God, so Doctor Strange was something I said, and I don't want to now go without saying it, or go someone on. in the audience would be like, "Laser just said, let's talk about Doctor Strange." No, but let's do it. it up. No, Pat. What did you throw? He threw Made a water it. bottle because he's a dick. See, that's the bathos moment. We were about <laughs> yeah. to have a good topic, like okay. conversation about Doctor Strange. Strange. He gets his powers, and it's like oh, he's all true. badass. He's like powering up in the mirror or whatever, mm-hmm. and then like his fucking cape starts like getting in his face, exactly. and it's like just let a badass moment be badass. Or mm-hmm. like when spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Doctor Strange. Uh, have you seen it, right, Keon? Yeah, of course. Okay, I haven't so, seen yeah, it. So spoilers. I hate you. So spoilers for for anyone who hasn't seen Doctor Strange. But like, there's a moment. That's very serious, like when he's dying, and then there's the moment when like his his Dr. mentor dies. dies. And instead of letting it just be, like instead of letting it be an impactful moment, and instead of letting it be a lesson, there was like comedy, there was like jokes yeah. and like action that was unneeded. And like instead of hit letting him be human, like human moments are rare. They've gotten better. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, like outside of the first Iron Man movie, where I think that's actually the closest they've come to human moments, mm-hmm. and then they got away from it for a while. 
and then they've gotten better. Because in, for example, Black Panther, in Ant-Man, we've seen a couple yeah. moments where they let the humans or the superheroes mm-hmm. that are like basically humans, a lot of them, that are just in a suit. Yeah. They've let them be human. And I think if they accomplish that, I think if in Infinity War they can take all these moments mm-hmm. where they've built these characters and they may not have developed them as much as they would have liked or they haven't let them breathe as much as they should have. Yeah. And then they can let them be humans. Like, I think that's the biggest thing they can do in Infinity War is let them fail. It's like a Just let them fail. Movie, let the superheroes <laughs> fail. And not Definitely. fake fail. Like, exactly that. Yeah. Not fake fail. Not like everything's fine. Like, dying yeah some people oh, can't oh, recover can we kill dr strange oh i hate benedict cumberbatch Dude, okay first of all how dare you second of all like yes that's the biggest bathos ever is when you killed loki three times or however many mm-hmm. times and he just comes back every time and literally the the thing that's also upsetting about them is that they don't and also with star wars a little bit is that they don't have a big plan for where they're going with certain mm-hmm. stuff it's not bad that they're like kevin feige feige Feig, whatever yeah he knows where he wants to go like as a producer he knows where he wants to take Mm -hmm. everything but a lot of the directors leave open-ended stuff for the other directors and and that partially has to do with the fact that they're making three movies a year now and so no one knows where everything's going and they have to work within these constraints but they still want to have artistic liberty and then sometimes that causes inconsistencies but you know what was pretty cool honestly was at the end of even though nobody really gave a crap about the movie in thor the the dark world where loki sacrifices himself Mm -hmm. i was like oh no dude like that's that's way better than him doing like dying at the end of uh, the mm-hmm. first Thor movie and then he comes back I'm like okay that's dumb but as but the like the thing is the way he comes back is so consistent but, with Loki in but the that's comics it. that's what I mean that's the moment where I'm like this is badass thank you and mm-hmm. then we see him in Asgard and they brush it off like literally they're just like okay well we're gonna pretend like that ha- holds no weight mm-hmm. like him t- usurping the throne yeah. like straight up going uh, oh god I'm trying to remember the characters from uh, from Shakespeare, but he uh, Edgar and Edmund. He goes straight Edmund and like usurps the throne. Is the most evil person. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And then no, he was just dicking around, and his dad just left. That oh, it's it's frustrating. His dad. So here's the thing. His dad didn't leave. He like made his dad leave, right? Yeah, because his dad kind of wanted to, whatever. See, but you like in tor- that moment this where the torture. dad's supposed to die. The ma- okay, you haven't seen Thor: Dark World, but this is the example. Actually, I think I have. Or not Thor Dark World. Well, don't you worry. You wouldn't Thor remember Dark. either way. You wouldn't I finally remember see a way. movie. But, no. I'm just saying this is torture because now I can't even be pissed for you guys talking about movies because it's the fucking topic. This is fantastic. <laughs> talking about movies I haven't seen. <laughs> That's why I was really excited to get just this real, real quick point and then we can probably table MCU because it's so popular mm, that yeah, there's yeah. no reason to see it. And it's more. good. I'll like, just, it's, yeah. On the whole, it's good. I think it's just a How about at the end part. of this one, we just give bullet points of our argument sure. just to, you know. I'm down. And so then I'll just say my final thing and then we'll recap, which is like, the quintessential example, I think, to me, right, of mm. of our of everyone's issue with Thor, with Marsh, with Martians, with Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> yeah, the Martians. With, with all the things is like in in this moment that is supposed that has been built up to for three fucking movies, right? In Thor, mm. three movies, yeah. and his dad, spoilers, dies. Yeah, and that's just not even a thing. Like that could have been a moment, and instead, and I get the counter argument of like, well, they have to be superheroes all the time, even when their dad dies. No, like. He should have been beaten to death. Like, he shouldn't have been able to fight. He should have been so distraught that he was so angry he was careless, or he should have been so screwed that he got nailed. Because that's not what happened. Who are we talking about? I'm sorry. Thor and Loki, when their dad dies and she shows up, they should have been distraught. They should not have been like, man, he died, I'm angry. No, like, that's the moment. That's the moment you prove MCU has balls. Give me some balls. Give me some movie balls. Matt wants balls. Matt, Matt wants balls. balls. Matt, Matt wants balls. Now, Matt wants balls. that's worth reaching out to us with a hashtag. And hashtag that's a wrap Matt on Okay, laser, okay. give us a bullet point. Real quick, my talking points. Um, 
MCU is throttling the box office, is killing, in my idea, the creative integrity of movies and mm-hmm. just preventing any independent ideas and flicks from actually getting money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my, that's my Keon point. Middle Ground. My bullet points, uh, Bathos, uh, the Marvel movies are kind of taking any sort of weight to a lot of situations and just throwing it out the window. But at the same time, the movies themselves aren't bad in any... The thing is, you can't even call them bad. There are good movies uh, to a fault mm-hmm. because they do these things and they don't want to be too serious. They want to have make sure that everybody that's seeing the movie has a good time and that's good and bad. That's fair. And then on the pro point, uh, they're bringing characters to life that people always wanted to see. They're creating something that we never thought we could see in that format. Yeah. Movies that exist that no one ever thought. No Worlds that mm-hmm. exist that we can now see. Things that were once thoughts and put things on a page that you could only portray through that are now in a movie format and being brought to life. Characters mm-hmm. are being brought to life. In theory, they're also doing good by trying to branch out into different diversity areas and characters and trying to give different people perspectives. And hopefully in the next couple of phases, that'll get a little bit better. That's more of a stay tuned thing. But that kind of wraps it up. And so now we're going to do a quicker version. (laughs) Oh, we're going to do the rating, which is a 30 degree thumbs up. Um, And I'm going to give it a 40 degree thumbs down. And I'm going to give it a 15 degree thumbs up. I'm going to give it a zero degree as in it's right in the middle. Oh, hmm. Yeah, okay. take that. It hurts. Well, I mean, I like the MCU, but <laughs> I mean, at the same yeah. time, it has some flaws. Oh, I feel I, okay. I, I could take her thumbs down. Sorry. I could take her leave the next I don't movie. Be dramatic. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Let's do our next segment. Yes. Um. Let's do our quick segment. Um. Last final segment. It is going to be our personal why questions. So, lastly, we have our personal why questions, as I just said, where we go around the table and ask each other a personal why question. Who would like to go first? Uh, laser. Why do you say personal why question so many times? Well, you see, I'm bad at hosting our podcast. You are the least so bad thing in the world. Oh. You are very good at it, yeah, seriously. Yeah, you can't pretend like you're bad at that. That's rude. Don't Is we... that really your question? No, I just thought oh, it was okay. funny you said it six well, times. Thank you. <laughs> and he's nervous. Yeah. Um, my question, actually, I can think of a quick why question okay. for you yeah. that's personal. Uh, out of curiosity, um, why don't you watch more movies i don't watch more movies well i kind of explained it earlier in a way i well, just I thought, mean like personally why mm. to you are like games other than like being more active why is that an art form that you just appreciate more um i honestly i'm not gonna say i appreciate it as an art form more for me it is a better art form not in terms of appreciating i'm just uh, i i have a lot of thoughts i couldn't tell I, from that response <laughs> okay i have a lot of thoughts i think too much honestly and a movie doesn't distract me enough really? like if i get the problem for me is mm-hmm. with starting tv shows movies and everything is sitting down and actually starting it and with video games too honestly i have over 300 video games in my steam library Whoa. god bless you humble bundle thank you humblebundle.com <laughs> um but i i've played maybe humblebundle.com i've played maybe 35 of them and uh, hell if i've even gone too far into 30 and 20 of those i just i can't sit down and start one i can't sit down and pay attention i Mm -hmm. admire movies i think they're awesome that's fine Mm -hmm. i get that i like that okay uh laser you go ahead and ask uh whoever you want hello hey keon hey pal how you you doing keon you doing good i'm doing pretty well thank you laser i appreciate you you're you're really pleasant right now like you have a smile on your face it's nice thank you i feel really good i'm gonna stall for a little and think of my way (laughs) you're fine like i'm enjoying it this is really nice oh yeah hey keon um Keon, what the fuck's up with your teeth? I don't know. Okay, no, actually, okay. <laughs> no, your teeth are fine. I'm getting there. Fine, who cares? Keon has very nice that teeth. Hurts this is so not much, medium. Actually, okay. the ones the ones in the very front, they actually cross mm-hmm. a little bit and it annoyed me for my entire life. Keon, why MetroCon? Why MetroCon? Wow, this is actually a really That's good question. That's good. Yeah, so MetroCon is a convention in uh, Tampa. 
that happens every year around the summertime era, summertime. Mm. And I've been going since summertime. 2009. And uh, that's when my, bro- my brother and I growing up were like in anime and into comic books and all that other stuff. And we're the people that sitting in the in the theater at a Marvel movie and then they throw out an Easter egg. We'd be like, oh, do you see that? And we kind of get it more or less. And so the thing about Metrocon is I, we went ever since we were kids. And when it got to a certain point, I saw that you could actually audition for some of the shows. Mm-hmm. And so then at that time, me and my then girlfriend were thinking about it, but I was really busy. And she had a moment where she was like, okay, well, I could go uh, audition. I don't know if I want to. I'm like, dude, we're going to go do it. Like, we're straight up. I don't even care. Like, I'm clearing my schedule. Whatever I was doing, we're going to go do it. We went and auditioned. We both got in. And it was awesome. And so we were both in the dance show. She was also in the fight show. And it was really awesome. But as cool things... Pro- yeah. And as things progressed, we both got into different places. And now... I am one of the co-directors for one of the shows, and it is the Improv Sketch Comedy Show. But the reason why for Metro, in general, after all of that setup, mm-hmm. is because uh, it is an incredible like opportunity to express yourself with very little. Uh, the only constraints we really have are okay. Well, let's try to make sure that this is at least remotely funny, mm. and also let's make sure it's PG thirteen. That's really it. It's Don't incre- use up all your funny on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's already used up. But the <laughs> used it up beforehand for me. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. But but what I mean is the fact that it's really freeing and it's a lot of it's a chance for me especially I love d- organizing things and I love uh helping create something and fostering uh creative intent. And so that's the kind of thing with being a director is okay, here are some sketches that we think are funny. Let's apply some sort of you know, anime or comic book characters to it mm-hmm. and let the actors run wild with it. Mm. Uh, and so I'm just so excited to give, like, have those moments happen and have fostered them because there's so many really amazing people on cast. It's such an awesome opportunity. The directors that are in charge, like, that, that oh supervise God. everything are oh super awesome. It's yeah. a, foster's Home for Imaginary Friends is called that because it's a foster home and she's Madam Foster. So I'm going to be honest, I was thinking about Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends a couple days ago, and you bring it up, it gave me nostalgia for the three days ago. <laughs> I'm not even you kidding. Just, that you actually... said the word Foster, and I'm like, oh my God. Did you never know that was why it was named well, that? Well, because her name is Madam Foster, so I'm like, oh, it's Foster's Home. It's also a foster home. Yeah, did you not know that? It, th- listen, man, I was young. Remember, let's all just appreciate the nostalgia for back when Laser was stupid. <laughs> Why, but there's, listen, you don't have nostalgia for the present moment. That doesn't make sense. How just, dare you say that? That was long, long literally ago. Literally setting him up for a joke. It's fine. Listen, um, I feel like <laughs> y'all are living in the future. Y'all are living in 3018. 3008. 2005, first of all. And um, Keon, I think I'm ready to be asked a question. Okay, cool. Please. Matt, so uh, my question to you is why do you enjoy... Audio. What do you like about audio? That was a long thought process. I literally was formulating it as I was saying it. We're so prepared. But at the same time, and I think I've already (laughs) prepared. I've asked you something similar before about production and stuff like that. But in general, like, I really don't know much about audio. And I, whenever you, like, say, okay, well, you just do this and this. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, how do you even? So legitimately, like, how did you get into it? What interests you about it? Here's the thing about audio. Um, It is the easiest medium to communicate in, in Mm -hmm. theory. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's what initially made me excited about it. Uh, I like talking to people. I like telling stories. I like communicating. I'm a very big fan in general of communication. We've talked about that before. Um, and so one of the things I love about audio and podcasting in general is that it expresses something either in its purest form, which is like you can do storytelling of radio and podcasting, things like that, Mm -hmm. or it enhances something in a way that you literally couldn't have done otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, so for example, in movies, sound design, 
um, sound editing, sound effects, things like that, um, all kind of create this thing that wouldn't have existed otherwise mm, yeah. and help communicate a story in, an, in almost like a slightly intangible way. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I love audio for this type of stuff because it gives you a feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love video too. I really do. But I think audio, my favorite thing about it, at least as a separate medium, uh, it just, it tickles me, man. It tickles you? No. It no. really does. Like I love the idea of feeling like you're there. Like there's like video no. feels distinctly separate. And then mm-hmm. the wonderful thing about audio by itself is it just feels like you're there. Yeah. That's why like I love you listen ear to a sucking podcast, ASMR. It's like what? they're really sucking on my ears. That's a thing. I don't like unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, yes. Oh my god. That's so amazing. anyway, uh, that has I'm not been. Here to... <laughs> I gotta Google that. <laughs> okay, any yums. So, uh, mm, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, uh, so uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> why I podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Laser Elric. I'm Matthew Fucking Slaza, man. <laughs> and I'm Keon Radical Boozar. <laughs> hey, now you know why. I fuck.